Tonight in the chat, I feel like I have an echo. Let me back my mic a little bit. What's up, Jack Owns Filthy? Glad to see you. Thank you, telling everybody. Let's hit that like button for sure. I don't know why I'm echoing. Let me see if I can turn my mic in. I'm trying to talk more directly in my microphone. I'm so ashamed. Like, man. I'm like I'm not able to turn the mic down. Now forgive me. Oh, it could be my headphones. I do have headphones, but I don't know. How do I turn? Y'all forgive me. I never had this issue. Um, I think I might have to. Oh, it's from my. Okay, I, I turn it now. This is a control image with OBS Studio. Okay, it should be good now. Okay, anyway. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Star, and this is episode 16 of the Stargazer Sports Podcast. So glad to be here with you guys tonight. Um, please. Before we get started, please like and share the video, please. Please subscribe to me, um, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Please follow me on all my social medias um, that is to the right of the screen um, to get Dallas Cowboys content. Um, I constantly uh, are putting out my live thoughts and tweets and stuff like that on X, formerly known as Twitter. So if y'all want to see what Star thinking every day, it would be it would be who you follow me on Twitter. Um, today we got a fun, fun show because of course today is Victory Monday. Yes, it is. We the Dallas Cowboys did defeat the Philadelphia Eagles, thirty-three to what was it, thirteen? Thirty-three to thirteen. Um, and really, it should have been 33 to 6 if we had gifted them six points with uh, Zach's fumble, uh, fumble six, what I call it. Uh, fumble did Jalen Carter, I think, took into the end zone, or Jordan Day was one of those guys. But other than that, the offense, uh, Eagles offense scored zero points. Anyway, let's go ahead and get into today's presentation. Um, and today's show was called Defense Wins Championships <laughs> and Apparently Your Kicker. <laughs> um, and y'all can see, for those who are tuning in through YouTube, you can see we've got Butter Brandon Aubrey right here in the background who uh, just did a phenomenal job. Um, but we're going to – let's just go ahead and get into the show. All right. So <clears throat> let's first talk about this defense um i love this graphic that shout out to the report we put out that fire graphic <laughs> i gotta put that in there but defense rises to the occasion um held the eagles offense with zero touchdowns zero touchdowns um gilly oh man 
Stefan Gilmore, I felt like, turned right back into defensive player of the year. Stefan Gilmore. And what was crazy is I was like, man, I've never seen Gilly like this. Like, Gilly turned all the way up. Now, I don't know if y'all watch uh, Cam Newton's podcast that he has on his YouTube. Uh, on YouTube. If you don't, give it a listen. I, I like Cam Newton a lot. Um, he's a very good, like, interviewer. Um, I always has good guests. And he actually had Gilly on one of the recent episodes. And so I tuned in. What's up, the lunatic? Glad to see you in the chat tonight. That's for sure. Dak is Filthy's <laughs> daddy. That is 100% true. Dak is now what? Nine and four against Philly? Nine and four, nine and five. Yeah, I think it's nine and four because he was eight and three. Yeah, so now he's nine and four. Absolutely. Okay, but anyway, so um, Gilly was on Cam Newton's podcast and Gilly had, Cam Newton, of course, asked him, you know, like, so what do you do? You know, how do you prepare? And Gilly, you know, gave him like, you know, whole regimen that he goes through of how he how much film he watches and he's like I watch every single rip every single snap when we're facing the points I'm watching every rip every snap because that's how Gilly uses his mind to stop uh, opposing offenses wide receivers right uh, because of course we all know Gilly is he's older right so he doesn't have he still has good athletic ability but of course it's not what it was when he was at his peak so the way that you counter that as an older player is through technique and also being using your mind and being able to know and diagnose the plays before they happen, that you can get yourself in position a lot faster. And so Gilly was saying on that podcast how, um, and I wish I had a clip for y'all, but y'all can find it. It's Bud Cameron's page when Safan more was a guest. And Gilly was like, oh yeah, y'all will see like, I get better throughout. He's like, this is the time of season I get real, real good. Because he's seen everything now. He knows all the schemes and all of this type of stuff. So he's like, you'll see. Like, I, I'm I'm going to really start turning up. Um, And, man, did he turn up. And I think when Gilly was interviewed after the game, they had asked him. They said, they said, Stefan, like, what? You know, we never, like, Stefan was screaming. Him and AJ was him and each other. I was like, what is going on? And Gilly said that, that uh, AJ ended up calling him old. <laughs> AJ ended up calling him old, so that just awoke a beast in him. And I'm like, who we play next week? Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, please call Stefan Gilmore old. And I love what they're doing because I love – hold on, before I get into that, see, I'm getting ahead of myself. But also in the locker room when he told them that – AJ called them old. He also said, like, he lives for these moments. He still, even though Gilly came here to be our number two cornerback, he still wants to cover the best. Even at his age, right? He still wants to cover the cover the number one wide receiver. So I think us asking him cover uh, DK last week, then cover AJ Brown this week, I think it just it re- reignited something in him. And we, we should have really been doing this all along. But we try to make Bland the number one, right? Because he's younger, which Bland is phenomenal. Still should be in defensive player of the year talks. We're not we're not denying what Bland is, but the one thing that Gilly has over Bland is the years of experience. And see, what has been exposed on film for these past couple of weeks is inexperience, Right. Now, Bland, he's got the heart of a fighter, so he's going to keep fighting and fighting and fighting and fighting. He don't care how many catches you get on him. He's going to keep fighting. But the thing is, unfortunately, sometimes you're giving up big plays. You're giving up points, which is putting the team at a, at a deficit. So if you can limit that by asking Stefan to cover the X, to cover the number one wide receivers, Stefan Gilmore has covered – Steve Smith, uh, like the best wide receivers in the game. Not this, not this, not this current NFL landscape, which there's some dogs, but he's covered like Hall of Famers. <laughs> so AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and uh, Justin Jefferson, those guys, they don't. Jamar Chase, they put zero fear into Gilly's heart. Zero. 
So I think it's very good to have him go ahead and have him follow the number one wide receivers. And I think that's taken our defense up, right? It's going to take our defense up a notch and it has. Um, so amazing. Hill AJ under 100 yards. Really was lower than that because they started, you know, a couple of catches was like basically garbage time yards. But anyway, AJ was still held under 100 yards and Gilly forced a fumble. Um, so it was just a good battle. I loved it. I love the physicality that the offense, the defense, and the offense brought because we was just turned all the way up, and that was really playoff football, right? That was a true playoff football game. Um, we had one last week versus the Seahawks. We got a no. We had one last week. We had one versus the Eagles, and then we're gonna have another one versus the Bills. Uh, come come um come Sunday. So it's it, things are really turning up, and for our defense to show up and show out the way that they did, I mean that just really warms my heart, and it just gave me confidence. Cause y'all know we did a whole show yesterday. I called Dan Quinn. I mean, not yesterday, last week. I called Dan Quinn out. out. I mean, out. My show called, he didn't even, couldn't even have his name. I, his name was Dan Moore. That's what I called him. What's up, Nisi? Glad to see you in the chat. But that's what I called him. I called him Dan Moore. I went off on him last week. <laughs> I said he was no different than Kellen Moore, and I was going to call him Dan Moore till he showed me something different. So he showed me something different. So you get your name back, Dan Quinn. You are not Dan Moore. You are Dan Quinn. Because you showed up, you made the adjustments, you did what you needed to do to get us in the best position possible to win and to dominate. A um, couple of highlights. Micah had a flu game. Uh, literally, literally, he said he woke up with 103 fever. Um, so he was really, he said he took so much medicine. I mean, he was really pushing through, but you couldn't tell because, I mean, first play, he rips damn near rips Lane Johnson's head off and bloodies his nose. That's what I love to see. That is what you call football. It's like, stop. I didn't see that friendly stuff. Let me let me hold out my hand and help you. No. Forget all of that stuff. Forget all of that stuff. Philly is the ox. And it's time that we start acting accordingly. Stop all this nice babies. Micah immediately bloodies his nose. And yesterday, joined only Reggie White, Hall of Famer Reggie White, joined him as the only player to have 12-plus sacks in the first three seasons. This is why we say that Michael Parsons in the league will be fun. I know we kind of get, when you look at the T.J. Wads and the Miles Garrett, which those are phenomenal players, and you're like, well, look how many sacks they had that level. But it's like, those guys still aren't, aren't on Michael Parsons' level. <laughs> Because Michael Parsons is in categories with only Hall of Famers, right? And I'm not saying that T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett aren't Hall of Famers. I think uh, T.J. Watt's for sure. But I think hasn't he gotten like several defensive player of the year? He's definitely Hall of Famer. So I'm not denying him, but I'm just saying that Michael Parsons is just on a different level. He's just on a different level. They're still top, top, top players, but Michael Parsons is just different. And that's what we've been trying to explain to people. Like you can't just look at – sacks like Micah is literally held on every single play double and triple teamed every single play and this guy is still getting sacks like he don't even Miles Garrett and TJ Watt do not get the attention that Micah Parsons does if that makes any sense to you okay um but anyway so great game from Micah that's my guy you see him right there at the right with his Bleacher Report podcast. I freaking love that graphic. Um, and then shout out to the safeties as well. Donovan Wilson caused Hurts to fumble, right? Phenomenal play. You know, I'm going to be honest. As soon as I saw that Philly was doing QB power runs with Hurts, I said, oh, no, this isn't good. I knew it wasn't going to be good. Because when you everybody knows Hurts been suffering from that leg, he don't look right this year running the ball. Hence why they've been passing the ball so 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 much. When I saw Brian Johnson having Hurts the second play of the game doing two B power runs like this was the 2022 Eagles, I said, "Oh no, they're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> they're in a lot of trouble because." And I shout out to Vic because I was talking to him about this. They've been in 
Jalen Hurts has really been exposed and there's really no way to fix it. The only way that you can fix it is literally to go back to being primarily a run team like they were last year. But the thing is, there's a lot of teams built to stop the run now. And now we don't have the threat of your legs anymore, Jalen. No one's scared of your legs because you're freaking hurt. So that scheme that y'all have is unworkable. You see, people criticized and 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 uh, and, and, and slowly and denigrated Boss Cowboy's name. Shout out to Boss Cowboy when he said Hurts is a wildcat quarterback. But that's exactly what Hurts is right now. He is a wildcat quarterback. And see, now you got a wildcat quarterback who's essentially a running back who could throw the ball. Now you have a wildcat quarterback forced to try to read and dice the defenses. It's a it's a cause for disaster. That is not what Jalen Hurts is. See, that's why also you had David Carr saying, maybe we should get him healthy. Get him healthy so that y'all can run this scheme because y'all can't run the scheme that made y'all damn near invincible last year because of the fact that no one cared of Jalen Hurts. No one is. And what what Brian Johnson was doing last uh, in this game was dangerous with Hurts. I mean, he could have really gotten Hurts hurt her but see that's that's grimy feely for you like y'all already know this man is hurt hurt and y'all having him do qb power runs the man got his head knocked off so many times like what is wrong with y'all like they don't have no respect at all for players over there it's really sickening the fact that they have not sat out jalen hurts for a single game like y'all can't afford to sit hurts for a game y'all can't give him rest for a game it's really bad. Like, they should have been done gave Jalen Hurts a game off. There was a one or two games that, well, honestly, I don't know, because they Philly has zero 15-point lead games that they've won. Zero. I mean, they're in a bad shape. Philadelphia Eagles are in bad shape. I said on Twitter, I said, listen, Philly gave everything they had last night. Uh, and I can show it here on my Twitter. They really did. Because I think people got it messed up. Everybody talking about they trash and they're soft. And they just gave up and, and threw in the towel. I, that's not what I saw. Because I saw that defense really stepping up. I mean, it was clear. We were trying to pick on those linebackers. And, and they weren't having it. But uh, let me see if I can share my screen. Yeah. But yeah, let me go to. I'm gonna pull up my tweet here. Y'all follow me on X, but um, where's my tweet at? I had so many tweets today. Don't worry about it. Let's see here. Here's a tweet where I just said 15 point wins. Yeah. We've we lead the league with eight. Philly literally has zero. Um, but let me find that tweet that I said. I said, wow. Da, da, da. It's coming up. <laughs> Y'all check me out on Twitter. I'll be, I'll be having a lot of fun. Um oh, yeah, here it goes right here. I said Believe it or not, Philly played their hearts out last night on offense and defense. Their linebackers and secondary was making plays they wouldn't usually make. Morrow stopped a Fergie touchdown. Morrow, the guy who's been horrible, horrible in coverage, right? Um, offense tried to play physical and tough, right? They was trying to be, they're saying, they was trying to be tough. Hurst was trying to stay in the pocket. They was The commentators, Chris Collinsworth, Collinsworth and all of them even commented on it. Hurst was trying to stay in that pocket and deliver some stuff. He was trying hard. But the reality is that the Cowboys were just too much for the Philadelphia Eagles to overcome. We are the better team. And we took, that's what no one's saying. Everybody's now trying to say Philly sucks and they're a horrible team which low-key we've been saying 
y'all are frauds all year. But anyway, but now everybody's that was not the narrative before. This was they're the best team in football, you know, only behind the 49ers, yada 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 yada, right? But Cowboys took Philly's will last night. We took Philly's will last night. They didn't give it up. We took it. Those those fumbles that they had is because we ripped the ball out of their hands. Like, it's not like, oh, they just dropped the ball. We were ripping the ball. We took Philly's will last night. And I'm trying to tell y'all, it's going to show in these last remaining weeks. It's going to show in these last remaining weeks. I don't know how many more games Philly's going to drop, but they're going to drop at least one of them. They could drop two of them. Philly is broken because you've been exposed and there's no way to fix it. There's no way. To, we're at the end of the year. How are you? The only way that you can fix it. Seriously, the only way that Philly can fix it is literally if they face a team that can't stop the run and they go back to being a run first team. But to literally try to do a whole revamp the last four weeks of the season, like the likelihood of that happening is just landing up, to be honest with you. Um, shout out to the safeties, right? So I was talking about Dino caused the Hurts fumble. Jay Ron. Preventing an AJ Brown touchdown. Now I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I was mad as hell to see J Ron on AJ Brown because that could have been a touchdown, because a touchdown, and gave Philly a spark. Um, but nonetheless, J Ron broke it up. So, class for J Ron. I really appreciate the safeties stepping up because we've been on their heads quite a bit and they really, really stepped it up. So thank you, Dono. Thank you, Dayron. Thank you, Malik Hooker. He stopped a, a D Smith. Uh, I said a circus catch. I don't know when his circus catches, but it was gonna be a huge game. It's gonna be a huge game. And we just wasn't giving them nothing last night. And that's the type of, of mentality we've got to play on defense we hadn't been playing with that mentality in these big games and that has been the issue we played our football we played aggressively we did our job so that we could do our specialty which is pass rush that is who we, we are a pass rush first defense right but only way you can do that is if you do your job because philly came in there to run the ball down our throats but we did not let them we didn't let them that's why I said we took their wheel last night. It wasn't given. It wasn't, oh, Philly's soft. We took their wheel. We literally took Philly last night. Um, it's, it's, I'm not going to be terrible, but we took him, okay? Um, I already said, shout out to Dan Quinn, <laughs> the lunatic. Yeah, ain't nobody calling, texting us, asking if we still them boys. They not. Philly, and y'all see it. Look at the fan base. They're broken. Their spirits are broken, guys. The Philly content creators, fans, they don't even know what to say. Like, we try to tell them this all year, though, but they don't listen. They don't listen, but that's all right. That's all right. Anyway, Dan Quinn, you get your name back. You are no longer Dan Moore. You are Dan Quinn. Um, the players was just, and shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you for being here tonight. If you leave a comment, I will shout, shout you out for sure. But, um... If you have questions, y'all can ask me questions and stuff like that, and I'll try to answer. But wow, um, that was just what I wanted. That was the game I was waiting to see. Hey, Coach, Coach Mar, thank you, Coach, for being in chat tonight. I appreciate you so much. Y'all need to follow Coach Marv on Twitter too, because Coach Marv is the goat. He gives out every time he gives out his his ways and his keys to victory, his ways to win the game. And it's always spot on. Coach said we need to come in this game. We need to be physical. Coach said we needed to play uh, with the mentality of even if we was up 40 to 50 points, we still don't want to give up a touchdown. That's the type of mentality. We don't want to give up an inch. And that's the exact mentality that this defense played with last night. And that's why we was able to get out of that game. It was straight up blowout material. Um, I mean, the score should have been worse. Dak was right. 
we go get to the office because Dak on the podium talking his shit. And shout out to Dak. You know what I'm saying? You know, y'all know Dak's my guy. Y'all know Dak is. I've always said number one player, favorite player, past or present. And you know, people are calling this Dylan Dak because Dak doesn't care anymore. He doesn't care anymore because he now Dak has full control over his destiny, which is something he had had his entire time that he's been in Cowboys. Um, but now him having an office where he's got full full control over. I mean, y'all are seeing the result. Yesterday technically was not Dak's best game. You could say it was an off game. Did it look like a when you really look at it? Did it look like an off game? No, that's that's how that's how elite that Prescott is in playing. And that's really what separates, right, the, the good quarterbacks from the brace to the elite ones, is that they're off games, they still they still look they still looking like they pairing people up. It's like, was that an off game? Like, yeah. Dak said we should have put up 50 points. And that's exactly what we should have done. We should have put up 50 points yesterday. Wasn't even close. And I'm going to talk about something else, but I think we can take a um, before I get into the the offense, uh, we, we could just take our break a little bit early. Um, <laughs> yeah, not a problem at all. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> Go Cowboys. Great game. So listen, tonight we got our boy True Bar representing Arizona, and this is called Talking That. So let's check it out. Fuck with the guy. 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 Fuck with the guy.
Throw me a bomb and I throw it back. That's my baby, I hold it back. Fuck with the guy. Oh, you be talking at? Throw me a bomb and I throw it back. All of us born to rap. Fuck with the guy. Oh, you be talking at? Throw me a bomb and I throw it back. That's my baby, I hold it back. Fuck with the guy. Oh, you be talking at? Fuck with the guy. That was True Bars with Talking That. And if you are an independent artist or a spoken word poet or even up and coming comedian looking for some exposure, you can go to blastmusic247.com and register for free. But Blast is also looking for the fans of music. So if you would also like to have access to hundreds and hundreds of independent music, you can go to blastmusic247.com, register as a fan for free and have access to great music. Blast, changing the industry one artist at a time. Back to you, Star. Thank you, V. And shout out to that artist. That was fire. I, I really did like that song. For sure, for sure. Might, down, might download it. Okay. Um. Anyway, let's get back to the, the presentation. All right. So, let's talk about this offense, right? And Coach Marv, uh, he said, look out for... DT Carl Davis to replace Hankins. Y'all know, well, some of y'all may not know, but Jonathan Hankins, he did suffer a high ankle sprain. So he's likely going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, we do have a big guy, a big defensive tackle named Carl Davis that they're likely going to have to uh, elevate from the practice squad. And hopefully he can hold the fort down um, while Hank is out. Um but I'm not too concerned about Hank being out because Eagles was trying to run the ball again down. Like, they were down significantly, but they were still trying to run the ball, and we was able to stop it even though even with Hankins going out. I just think we have a handle on the run game now. We just have too much speed. Like, even when – like, you may get a five- or six-yard gain here or a seven, but you're not going to just do that to us all game. Like that, that's we just have too much speed and too much beef in the interior for that. Like, I'm sorry, team, but this isn't this isn't 2018 Cowboys. We're just gonna we just gonna be getting ran through. Like, you're not gonna win the game <laughs> running the ball on us. Like, that's just not it's not happening. Um, sorry that that we fixed our issue. That was been our Achilles heel in playoffs for I don't know how long, and it's just not our Achilles heel anymore. Like we just don't we don't get ran through like we used to. Anyway, uh, y'all already saw my tweet where I said Eagles defense played hard, right? I said, but they were still no match for our imperfect offense. Our offense was not perfect last night. It was not. Um, Dak had another MVP level performance. Another one, despite the fumble six, which I was mad. I was mad at Dak after that. Even though, you know, game was still in hand, I was mad at that because he gotta be better. He gotta be better right there. You you Dak right there, like either you throw the ball away or you just be more secure to football. Dak was holding so loose. I know he was just trying to tuck it and make a play because he explained what happened, but he know he was just too careless there. Luckily, you know, our defense was pretty much choking the life out of that offense. So, I mean, it, it was still it was still fine. But Dak knows he, he needs to be better there. Uh, but regardless of that, still had an MVP-level performance. Dak also missed a few throws, which anytime Dak misses throws, it's just the throw is usually too high. He, does not, he don't be... It, it's not like in average, you know, he puts in the right place, but sometimes a lot of, and I put that on Twitter as well. That's arm just, it'd be juice. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes he just puts a little too much on it. 
um, at times. But even with that, right, we went 24-39, 271 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, 19.4 rating. And here's the statistic that this is why this is why I said Philly was playing their hearts out. 30.8% of Dak's throws were tight window throws. This is according to Next Gen Stats. This was the highest of any QB this season. The highest of any quarterback this season. Like, guys weren't wide open. Dak was throwing people open. That third down throw strike that he made to Ferguson with Sidney Brown draped all over him. I mean, the Michael Gallup throw. Next Gen Stats said that that throw was so improbable. Like, it was nuts. Like, the likelihood of that being a completion was very low. Dak's arm was also being hit at the same time because Tyron ended up getting beat randomly. And the guy literally hit Dak's arm. He's And Dak still had the perfect touch on that ball. It was such a perfect throw. And then Michael Gallup. Shout out to Michael Gallup. You know, when I saw him get turned, I said, I don't know about this, Dad. We need to stop targeting Michael Gallup because nothing comes good of it. But, man, for Michael Gallup to show up like that on that play, I mean, that's why y'all see here in my notes. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But Gallup looked vintage. That was like vintage Michael Gallup. That was that. I, you know, that, that used to be his guy. And, you know, I needed a big play clutch moment. And I know people were like, well, why didn't he go to CD? I think CD was probably covered by his play. And Gallup was covered by... Josh Job or somebody. So that's like Gallup. You cannot beat this man. Like I don't. You will be permanently benched. Um, just a phenomenal job. Wow. I mean, that's that's our MVP though. Like that's our quarterback. Like that is the level that he's on. Like even when he misses a few throws and he's kind of careless with the ball and gave it up and gave a fumble six. Like. The man was making incredible tight window throws all night. So I, I just don't know what to tell you. Ferguson, y'all see him? I got him there to the right of my screen. Wow. <laughs> Put that cornerback in a body bag. I don't know who that was, but wow. <laughs> Talk about embarrassed. Um. Ferguson just continues to set the tone on offense. And Mike McCarthy said it too. He said that physicality that we would, we've been wanting, that's who he is. Like, that's what he brings to the offense. He's so physical. He went 5-8 yesterday, 72 yards. Huge factor on Ferguson. They could not stop him. It was, they tried their hardest. They could not stop him. Um, Jake Ferguson is... I mean, the way he's playing this year, I, he's he's higher than top ten. He's higher than top ten. You're talking about George Kittle, okay, better than him, okay, Travis Kelsey. Who else? Maybe T.J. Hawkinson, maybe, but I don't see T.J. Hawkinson hurdling people and all this stuff. So, you're talking about Ferguson is this year is playing like a type a top five title. Um, so what a gym he is because this is this is above just oh he's a safety blanket. This is a real playmaker. He's a real problem on our offense. So glad to have him. Uh, already talked about Gallup made that huge catch to steal the game, and I would love to show that catch. I think I bookmarked it so that I could show y'all because. Uh, Yeah, got it right here. I mean, just a phenomenal throw. Phenomenal throw, phenomenal catch. Like, golly, like that. I'm not like, when I saw that, I was literally like, like, I was shook. I was shook. <laughs> like, look at this. Please look at this, man. Do we got it showing up? Hold on. Hold on. There we go. Just look at that man. That getting his arm. This perfect throw. Like that literally arm getting hit and twisted around. Perfect throw. Perfect catch. 
the toe drag by Michael Gallup is what's really getting me. Like, that is some crazy like we just keep watching it over <laughs> like that is y'all quarterback <laughs> just like anyway um i just let me take it but just incredible Dak just played <laughs> I don't, I just, if that wasn't even Dak's best game, if that's what he was doing. Like, do you know how frustrating that is? And then for Dak to get on the podium and say, I should have put up 50 points on y'all. It's just, it's just a high, just a different level of just, just disrespect. Dak is on a, Dak is just on another, another level. And I agree Coach, we do need to do another show. I'm going to get in contact with you for sure. We do need to do another show ASAP. Um, the lunatic, you said, we see why Kelsey said Ferguson reminds him of me. Absolutely. That catch was absolutely nasty. I mean, it's just the throw, the catch. I mean, that's big time. That's big time. Wow. But anyway, also, something that we didn't talk about. Running game. Running game, some idiot, I don't know who it was, but <laughs> some idiot on the three or four letter networks is like, Dallas Cowboys ain't no playoff team until I can see them run between the tackles. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, guess what, idiot? We ran between the tackles yesterday. We was running right through them with Rico Dowdle and Tony Pollard. They looked like a great one-two tandem. I think this was the game where Rico finally got more than like four and five carries. The man got 12 carries. We actually used Tony Pollard and Rico as a tandem, and it worked wonders for us because we also won this game and was able to move the ball because we played balance. We didn't sit there and allow Philly to tee off on us like we did last game and tee off on Terrence Steele like we did last game. Uh, Coaching staff did a phenomenal job protecting Terrence Steele, uh, not castrating him because we let him be on the island some with Reddick, but we gave him a lot of help. We were we were smart enough to know, don't make the same mistake twice and let Reddick ruin your game. Because unfortunately, Reddick is one of those dudes. He will wreck your game. He will. He had a play yesterday where he, he hit Dak in the freaking legs. Like Reddick is a, he's a nasty monster. And he will take your quarterback out of the game. <laughs> like, if you allow him to. He's one of those ones you absolutely have to protect. Have to, you know, have to, whenever you're facing him, you, you got to double team him. You got to give attention to him. So I'm really grateful for the coaching staff respecting Reddick and, and, and game planning for him. Um, And then also... Brandon Butter Aubrey is yum. That's why I named this show Defense Wins Championships. And apparently you're a kicker because if Brandon Aubrey, knock on wood, if he keeps this up, I mean, we're on cruise control because we have a kicker. Because the refs, people want to talk about the refs. The refs play, they were being ticky-tack to both sides. We had to kick those long field goals because we the penalties, the flag just kept flying in. <laughs> kept flying in. Uh, but Brandon Aubrey made history yesterday as the first kicker in NFL history to make two 59-plus yard field goals in a single game. And I don't know, guys. It just feels like... Everybody's saying it. It's not just the fans saying this feels different. You got the three and four letter. Like everybody who has a brain is saying this just really feels different. This doesn't seem like the same old Cowboys. Like everybody's kind of like waiting for the ball to drop, waiting for us to lose. Um, what you say needs to next season the Titans to wear one, one black suit and one gray. <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah, that's the first time. I even noticed that Aubrey did that till I went to the Seahawks game live and I was like why are you got all two different cleats 
my brother was like, oh yeah. Um, he was like, because you know, some kickers tend to do that. I guess it just gives them better stability. I don't know. But either way, Brandon Aubrey, Aubrey has just been, I mean, wow. That's all I have to say. Wow. Just 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 phenomenal. So um fantastic job by him. 15 points scored. 15 points. Um and that's that's including the field goals and the extra points, of course. But player of the game, y'all know who I got to give it to. I got to give it to Sean Gilmore, and I got to give it to Brandon Aubrey. Isn't that look at that? Look like Devontae Smith worse. <laughs> this is a live shot. I don't know what the. I guess Devontae. I don't know if he was throwing the football down or what, but man, oh man. Uh, I got to give it to Gilly because. It's, I, we have woken up a beast. Not only can Gilly say that he gets better as the season, you know, toward the end of the season because of, you know, his study and all that stuff, but I think really us asking him to cover the best has really ignited. It's really ignited something with him. I mean, and then they tried to on that fourth down run a drag or a, it was a crosser on him because, you know, everybody was saying, Gilly, you know, you don't want him. He, he be getting got on them crossers. Gilly played, played it so perfectly, made a perfect tackle. That I mean, we really, the defense was tackling yesterday. It was no, I would love to see when Dan Quinn, what was the, because he always gives a missed tackle count. But uh, exactly, Nisi, that's exactly what happened when you call somebody old. He, 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 he effed around and found out. But I would love to find the missed tackle count because I don't think we miss many tackles. I mean, and then you had our our young linebackers, they're really going on notice, but those guys, like the their coverage, what they're doing in the run, it's like they're just getting better and better and better and better with each game. They're really young. and this is this is basically both of their rookie years at this position, right? Because both of them were rookies last year, but uh, Marquis Bell, he just did very little spot work here and there when like an injury occurred, and then you had Deron, I mean uh, Demon Clark, who didn't really come in until October of last year. So when you have these two linebacker, young linebackers like this playing, what they're just playing off an of instinct, they really the game has a really like slow, slow down for them. But for them to be making the plays that they've been making, I mean. It's phenomenal. And then you think we're, we're going to add Overshone to this core. And we're probably going to draft. We should draft another linebacker as well because, you know, Overshone's obviously coming back off of, coming off of injury. <laughs> I mean, we, we'll just say that things are looking up for the Dallas Because to be honest, like, in the past, what every this was a game that in the past, even though it was at home, but it's still a game that like in the past we likely lose for some odd reason. Like we should win, it's at home, we always be like, but it, in the past it would it would be always just be a fluke game where it's like we lose. And we didn't lose, like we're not losing these games. Like the games that we like Thanksgiving, the games that we usually lose, like we're not losing those games anymore. Like that's why people are saying this is really like this team is different. Like if you're comparing our team to go the three or four letter networks is doing it. Colin Cowher did a full breakdown. When you're comparing our team to the past Super Bowl winning teams, we're right on par with them statistically for what they look like in in season. That's how I'm saying. We there's no guarantees. We don't know if we're gonna win the Super Bowl or not. But we've gotten a lot of things taken from us. The rum, the Romo messed up fumble, the dead catch no catch. Like things have been taken from us, and and I'll be the first one to say, like I did not believe in the Jimmy Johnson curse at all. But. For Jerry to do that this year, after fans have been waiting for twenty plus years, I don't know. 
maybe the football gods are on our side. Like, maybe we finally got the football gods on our side. Because it just has seemed in foot in past years, we just haven't had them, had them on our side. Whether that was because of Jimmy or something else, I don't know. But it's like the, it's like things just never went our way. Never went our way. Because you also need luck to win the Super Bowl, too. You know, or to get to the Super Bowl, you need luck. Right? Um not just player but you need luck you need the right calls made the right time you know you need a lot of stuff to go well for you it seems like things are going well now of course we got another we got the buffalo bills on sunday we got the dolphins next sunday the sunday after that so we're really going to see what this team is, is is truly made of when we go against these teams because these are basically now i know the bills they're 11th in the afc but granted that team they're better than their record everybody knows that they're better than their record. And the Dolphins, they now lead the AFC. And they're probably likely going to win the... No, no, no. It's the Ravens that lead it. I think they're like number two in the AFC. So this is a... This is one we're going to be facing pretty much AFC powerhouses. Uh, to see how we stack up. We already know how we stack up against the NFC best. Um, we haven't played the Lions yet, but I was never worried about the Lions like ever like the unfortunately uh, <laughs> let me just uh, let me not be disrespectful but anyway shout out to my player of the game was Stefan Gilmore and Brandon Aubrey uh, definitely players of the game and then here's my constellation of the week y'all know I give this out every week um of the constellation that I want us to focus on, right? And so the constellation of the week is Crush. C-R-U-S-H, right? The letters are my stars. Okay? Crush. Because that's what I really want us to do to the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten when y'all beat us uh, on Thanksgiving in 2019. I haven't forgotten it. I haven't forgotten it at all, actually. And I hope the team hasn't forgotten. Um, and I'm ready for the Dak versus Josh Allen debate to really be put to bed, and this is the game to do. I want to crush the Buffalo Bills. Because, <laughs> you know, the Buffalo Bills, the only way that they make the playoffs is if they win out and a lot of luck happens. That's the only way they're making because they've gotten beat by so many AFC teams that are in the hunt. <laughs> like, so they really have to hope that they went out and other teams lose a few games to get into the playoffs at this I you remember last year when we could have mathematically mathematically eliminated the Packers, but we ended up giving them life. I don't want that. This year, I want to crush the Buffalo Bills and send them into a frenzy. I want Sean McDermott to get fired after the game. I want questions on Josh Allen. I want Stefan Diggs to say that he's leaving the team next year. I want to crush them. I want it to be full frenzy meltdown after we play them. Full frenzy meltdown <laughs> is what I want. Um, so I want to go in there because I know we're going to get a pick. Josh Allen throws a pick every single game, but I want him to throw up a few. I really want to get Josh Allen in that mode where he's just turning the ball over, over, and over. Um, I would love for this game to be a fourth quarter hack. And I think we got the power. We have the power to do it. We have the firepower to really stomp them in the dirt. It's not even a game by the third quarter. Now, granted, they're going to try hard because it's Josh Allen, but I'm just, I've never been worried about Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm not scared of Josh Allen because, unfortunately, as all this talent that he's had, he is a choke artist. Like, if anybody wants to talk about who's a choke artist, and who will literally choke the game away, it is Josh. It is Josh. <laughs> like, he is a choke artist. He almost choked the Chiefs game away. The Chiefs were just worse. I mean, the Chiefs pretty much won the game, but you have an idiot in Kadarius Tony who just can't line up on sides. Like, Josh Allen is a choke artist. Like, he's not... He's nothing to be afraid of. He's nothing to fear. And I hope the defense shows him that. 
I hope the defense shows them that. So, um, yeah, guys, so that's my word of the week. Janice Sharp, you said you think we blow them out? We very well can blow them out. Just like we blew the Eagles out, we can blow the – they got secondary problems. I don't see them. Remember they lost Matt Milano, they're – they're all pro linebacker. I mean, they're they're struggling over there in the secondary. I mean, y'all saw what Jalen Hurts did. The guy had two defenders on him, and Olam, Ola, what is that? Olamade Zacchaeus talked about. They're Sean McDermott doesn't know what he's doing. Listen, they're not going to be able to stop the offense. It's all, it's going to be on the defense containing that, containing they're containing Josh Allen and the guys, and they're going to be able to do it because something's going on over there where they don't targets to find digs anymore like the number one. They don't really care about Stephon Diggs any, anymore. I don't know if they just already have. And if you see it, like, y'all remember how Stephon used to be so impassioned when they would be losing stuff? Like, Stephon doesn't care anymore. Like, seriously, watch the games and look how Stephon's acting. He'd be laughing over there, joking, smiling. They're down 20 points. It's literally three, three, uh, <laughs> they're down, like, 10 points, it's three minutes left. He's laughing and smiling like he does not give an F anymore. He is so checked out, like he's checked out. Him and Josh don't talk to each other. They don't celebrate like they don't care. Like this very well could be another blowout. If we play like we did today, we did versus the Eagles and the offense plays cleaner, which I think they will, I we I would love to blow them out. Now I can't guarantee blowouts, but this game is seeming like it very well could be a blowout. <laughs> Nisi, yeah, he's smiling because it's something going on over there. But Josh Allen and, and Diggs are out on each other. That's clear. They're out on each other, and they're just trying to save face for just for public, uh, the public eye. You know what I'm saying? But everybody knows, like if you really look at the team and the Bills. They're way more balanced. So they're going to try to run the ball with, you know, James Cook, Dalvin Cook's brother. And, you know, they like using him out of the backfield and stuff like that. I really would love to see. And the way we were laying hits last night, I think the Bills is soft. The Bills is too soft for us. (laughs) They're too soft for us. And I'm talking all this is, you know, but I think our team going to back it up. You said playing Tuffalo will be tough, but if the defense shows up and shows out, I can see a blowout. Yeah, and that's not going to lie. I was worried. This was the one game that was circled on the schedule where I was concerned because I'm like, listen, I don't know about the conditions and the weather and yada, yada, yada. Like, I was concerned. But, like, honestly, I'm just not concerned I like if my if my only way we lose this game is if my team literally doesn't show up. And I think at this point, like in how Mike McCarthy has been leading the team since 2020, even when we lost that, we do we play our best ball in December. I know we had that one stinker versus the Washington football team, but y'all saw what we did the very next week to the Bucks. Like if we go in there and play our game, the Bills, I'm sorry, is no match for us. Like, Gabe Davis, Khalil Secure. Is that who we're supposed to be scared of? Dalton, Dalton Kincaid. Is that who we're supposed to be scared of? And like I said, they don't really target to find. So it's not like he's going off all of a sudden. Like. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. I done talked all my talked all my shit, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, thank y'all for rocking with me tonight. I really appreciate you guys so much for being in the chat with me. I know y'all can be anywhere else, but y'all here with me. Um, so I really appreciate it. Um, love you guys so much. Um, hopefully we'll we will be back next week for uh episode 17. Peace.